It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host. There's a movie out. It's called The Case for Christ, about the life of Lee Strobel. And it's one of the best Christian movies people are saying that they've ever seen. Well, guess what? Joining us, our special guest, is Brian Bird. Not only is he the co-producer of the film, but he's the screenwriter. So we're going to have a real treat and going to learn a whole bunch about this film, The Case for Christ. And welcome to the program. Thanks, Michael. Happy to be with you. Yeah. And you have a great background. I mean, you've been a writer on shows like Fantasy Island, you know, The Plane, The Plane. I used to say that. <laughs> Evening Shade, sorry. Step by Step, Touched by an Angel. And uh, When uh, Calls the Heart, there's so many others as well. And um, tell me about this incredible opportunity here. How did you become the screenwriter of this movie? Well, I, I, uh, you know, I've been doing this for as you, you, you could, given the Fantasy Island credit, you can see I've been doing it for a while. But um, I got to know Lee Strobel uh, maybe a dozen years ago when he was a teaching pastor at Saddleback Church, which was my home church for twenty years or so. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, loved him. We got to become friends. Heard his, you know, his personal story. Read the Case for Christ. Read several of his books. So I really, you know, when I heard his story, his true story, I said to him at that point, you know, that's a movie, Lee. <laughs> what you just described there, and you know, nothing really came of it at that point. But about a year and a half ago, he was. Uh, we had sort of moved on from. Uh, both of us had moved out of California. I'm. I'm in Colorado. He was in Houston. Uh, he he was speaking at a church here in Colorado, and I hadn't seen him in a while, so I went and wanted to just, you know, love to hear him uh, give his messages and got a chance to have a little bit of a reunion with him after the service, and he said, Brian, a studio is pursuing me uh, on the on my right, you know, on the rights to make a movie of our lives, and would you be interested in being involved? And you know, I, I said, uh, gee, let me think about that for a nanosecond. Uh, <laughs> yes. What, what do I have to do? To, Where do I sign? <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. And um, he, and so uh, the studio was Pure Flix, uh, the studio behind God's Not Dead and several other you know big Christian movies. And uh, I, I had already been talking to them about another project, coincidentally. And so the, it all dovetailed beautifully for us all to do this together. And because Lee's a friend of mine, I think he trusted that I would uh, treat his his and Lori, uh, Leslie's story with you know respect and uh, and 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 be authentic about it. And so that's how it all kind of came together, and we began working on the project. Yes, and on behalf of my deceased grandma, I just want to say thank you for Touched by an Angel. She watched that show, I think. <laughs> Like forever, and uh, she'd probably want your autograph, you know. Um, <laughs> I always remember that that program. But you know, you hear things all the time. Say, hey, that'd make a great movie. That'd make a great movie. And uh, and how does it happen where all of a sudden this percolates? Because you know the book's been out for some time, and all of a sudden it's time to germinate, and we're going to make this a film. How does that happen? Right. Well, you know, books that uh, have as much influence as Lee's book uh, books, actually his book series. Uh, you know, I think upwards of 16 million people around the world mm. have read, you know, these books. Um, there, there's a, there's clearly a built-in audience for this movie, right? And I think that uh, it, our culture right now is, 
you know, living in an age of confusion. It's a, oh, yeah. you know, we're, there's a lot of sort of untruth. There's a lot of cynicism and nobody, you know, and fake news or whatever you want to call that. But for a believer to say no to a movie called The Case for Christ is like kicking a puppy to me. <laughs> you know, why would you ever do that? It's just like, you know, this is who you are. This is what you're about. This is what you believe. And, and I think that, you know, I'll let other people tell us whether or not we accomplished this, but I think we made the case for Christ and we also made a, a pretty good movie that people are spontaneously applauding at. It's getting good reviews, that's for sure. Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. you know, they're hard to please and it's way up, the yeah. percentages. So that's saying a lot right. because, yeah, it's like an aggregator of all the different uh, critics that are out there. So that's an excellent job. And so what was the biggest challenge, do you think, you know, as a screenwriter, taking it from the book to the screen? What was what was the challenge there for you? Well, the book itself, if you've read it, is a, is a deep dive into the evidence. I mean, it's 13 of the world's leading experts on the resurrection and the ancient manuscript stream and the, crucif- the veracity of the crucifixion and, you know, all of these topics. And... Uh, but it's not a movie. It's a, it's a PBS series. It'd make a great documentary series, <laughs> 10 episodes on PBS. This is a incredibly compelling personal story. And so by building the, the movie around the framework of the love story of Lee trying to rescue his wife from her, the hoax that she had believed and trying to debunk her newfound faith because he loves her, uh, that story is the framework around which we can then yes. weave in the the evidence and weave in the the case for Christ that he's investigating. Yeah, and that resonates uh, you know resonates with a lot of people too, including me. You know, a Jew who came to know Jesus, and uh, the first thing you know, all my people in the family are like, you know, you're part of a cult, aren't you? <laughs> so <laughs> right. you know, uh, and that's kind of where how Lee Strobel felt about his wife, and I'm sure there are a lot of situations too where one member is a Christian or becomes a Christian, and then there's tension, and of course the tension being that Lee wanted to leave his wife. Uh, because he didn't sign up for all that. And uh, so tell me about like how this worked for you, where you're up at night, or I don't know how you work, whether it's first thing in the morning or you're up at night writing this, but what were the greatest kind of, wow, we can put that in there, what are the greatest challenges that you had as far as material, as far as your inspiration? Well, look, I think the, the challenge was how, to, how do we boil down the most cinematic elements of the evidence in the case for Christ mm-hmm. into something that we can depict in a, in a more cinematic way. You know, we, we're hearing all this, all this talk about we got to fact check history and, and there's all this fake news everywhere. We got a fat. Well, Lee Strobel did a fact check of the greatest story ever told Amen. back in 19, 1980 and was blown away by the avalanche of evidence for, for, for Christianity and was so blown away that at the end of his search, he, he not only could he not disprove Christianity and debunk it in order to get his wife out of the Willow Creek cult, which that, that's where she was in his mind. Not only that, he wasn't able to debunk it, but there was so much evidence that to remain an atheist would have taken more faith 
than embracing Christianity. Mm-hmm. You just beat me to the punch. I was going to go for the plot summary right there, and you, <laughs> that was it right there, you know? So our audience, you know, has a little bit of context there. But, you know, the hardest thing probably being a screenwriter is, is writing the way people talk. I thought you did a great job in doing that. I mean, there's so many fights, well, a couple that I've had with my wife, and similar kind of dialogue that you create. I mean, that's got to be the greatest joy in being a screenwriter is to, you know, to bring it to life where people could say, hey, that I've had conversations like that uh, in the film. And so I have to ask, and forgive me for going there, but yeah. some Christian films, in case you don't know, are cheesy. This is not one. Everyone is saying how real it is, which is a testament to your screenwriting. And uh, so why is it so hard in some Christian films to be able to, you know, put it out there the way we talk in real life? Well, look, I, I think it, it's there's a craft to this that comes over time, right? And uh, for me, it was, uh, you know, this is a learned thing that I've been working on for 30 years of doing this business. And um, so, the, the you know, I'm not going to take pot shots at what other people mm-hmm. do, but part, part of this is just uh, I've just learned how to do it. And I've put my 10,000 hours in, as Malcolm Gladwell, <laughs> uh, Gladwell says in Outliers. You can, you can have a spark of genius, but until you put 10,000 hours in, you're not going to be an expert at anything. Mm. And I'm still trying to become an expert in my mind. I'm not there. I'm trying to get there. And every time I do one of these movies or these TV shows that I've worked on, I, you know, I get better at what I do. And I just, it's be about being in the war and learning how to do, how to, how to, how to fulfill your duties. And, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, faith films are coming from p- people who don't have, you know, a lot of experience, unfortunately. And, you know, they they, they might have a spark of that genius, but they, they still haven't figured out, mm. you know, the expertise of their craft yet. And, so uh, being a screenwriter... So I'm, I'm honored by that. Oh, you should be. You should be. I mean, again, you know, Evening Shade, Touched by an Angel, uh, uh, you know, 10,000 other things. You've been in Hollywood for 30 years. And so, and I was going to ask is, there any kind of you know, relationships that you drew from, from working so long and touched by an angel to the case for Christ? No, I, I think it's more about just being observ- an observer of people, right? I, 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 I love listening to other people talk. I, I'll just go and sit at the mall and just be a fly on a wall <laughs> and just listen to conversations and pick up bits and pieces mm. of what people are saying. And when you do that, you know, it just sort of gets... Uh, you know, you put it on your hard drive and then it comes back. <laughs> uh, the other thing, you know, when you're writing a, a screenplay, the characters begin to take on the li- a life of their own. If you create, you know, real, uh, you know, three, three dimensional characters and not cartoon characters, uh, 2D characters, but 3D characters, they begin to write their own dialogue because the, the world is coming alive that you're, that you're building and, it is terraforming what I do, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm world building. Uh, and you have to build not only the world, but the people that populate that world. And you're playing God a little bit uh, when, you, uh, when you do this uh, because you're creating these characters. Now, this is a true story. And so I had Lee and Leslie in my office for four days drilling them. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Digging out, digging in, you know, I've turned the journalism around mm. on Lee, mm-hmm. dug, dug deep. And little nuances in this movie are because 
they shared, you know, they were intimate with me in terms of the details of their, of their life. And, uh, and so I think that's, some of that comes out in the film. Oh yeah. And, uh, I get credit for writing it, but it's just a great story. You know, I'm, I hitched my wagon to a great story. Yeah. It's all in the details. Like you're saying, you have to be transparent to get it real with the dialogue. Let's talk about some of the characters here because, I mean, and the actress, Faye Dunaway, is a huge actress, as we know, you know, Oscar winning. And, uh, and I think that, I believe that she was a Catholic and she became a Christian. Is that correct? She is. I think she's still a practicing Catholic. Catholic. Fact, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. She, we were just talking to Kathy Lee Gifford the other day about the movie and said she tries to get to Mass every day. Wow. And, um, so she's a deeply spiritual person, has been for a long time. And uh, she she actually was looking for a faith movie to do hmm. and when we came when we came along. And so, you know, for us to have the honor of a of a legendary, you know, a Hollywood legend, hmm. Academy Award winning actress playing a role in our movie that's huge for us yeah you got some good actors in this movie that's for sure we did we did it's all about you know it's all about the words and the people and if you get good actors it's going to make a huge impact i mean the book has made a huge impact but you can imagine you know with film and everything and because this is so well done where it's going to go i mean it's really incredible was there maybe an ending and then you if you can't give it away you know it's okay you know because uh the film's still out and everything but uh, was there an ending or were there different kind of things where you ripped up on the editing room floor and you said, you know what, we're not going to go that direction or you almost did? Good question. Um, you know, one of the, as you, you used the word cheesy and I'll, I'll, re, <laughs> I'll, re, I'll, re, I'll reuse that right now. Uh, what, one of the things that sort of always goes wrong in faith-based movies, especially ones that get to a place of, you know, Christian conversion or salvation, um, is the salvation moment in a movie. Mm. Uh, it, it's just hard to do well because, you know, the sinner's prayer is, you know, what we all sort of, you know, have heard all, all the years that, you know, we've been in church, and yet there's there's not really any such thing that that's ubiquitous, that works for everybody, right? It, it, this is a personal thing. You're coming to faith coming out of your judaism to faith in christ Mm. it's a personal process that people go through and so we we were scared to death of the conversion moment with lee lee (laughs) strobel in this movie and it's not you know we all know the titanic went down right people who know lee strobel know that he became a christian uh so that's not a big spoiler uh but the moment of his conversion uh, we were scared to death, and Lee was scared to death of it as well. He and Leslie were there the day we filmed that scene, and he was so deathly afraid of it going into Cheeseland, mm. and we didn't want that to happen. We What we tried to do is just make it messy and real and authentic and not uh, feel written. You know, Mike Vogel, this wonderful actor who played Lee, did not want to did not want to read something uh, for that scene. He didn't want to read the sinner's prayer. What he wanted to do is just take literally where that character was in that moment and say, "How would he, this guy do it?" And that's how we crafted those words. Wow! And it was messy and rough and authentic, and there was a few laughs at it, right, and uh, some anxiety and. Uh, 
you know, and I, but I actually think that's probably how it is for most people, mm-hmm. right? It's, there's no perfect words to say. It's, it's about repentance and it's about asking God to help you understand more. And for Lee, it was just, what's the next thing I'm supposed to do? What's my, what are the next steps? I don't know what they are. I don't even know what I'm exactly doing right now, but I want whatever that is, I want it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the feeling behind that conversion scene. And I think people have really felt it was authentic and have, uh, have, have loved it and believed it. And so, so that we, we actually screened it for a group of skeptics. <laughs> and we screened it without the actual conversion prayer and with it. And they all said, no, you got to leave the prayer in. That's like the kiss. That's like the kiss, the big kiss mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a romantic drama, right? How, how do you do a romantic drama without getting to the kiss? <laughs> That's right. And, uh, so, the, so we left it in, and uh, and I'm so glad we did because people are deeply have been deeply moved. You better believe it. When you look at the reviews too, and people say, "Hey, I usually don't like Christian films, but this is real, and the dialogue is real, the acting is real," you know. And I mean, right there, that opens up a whole world for people to take Jesus seriously. That's for sure. And I wrote down. I hope you don't mind when you said Cheeseland. That would be a good name for a restaurant. <laughs> Maybe a rest. You're from Colorado, right? Maybe keep that in mind. There you go. <laughs> you know, a, a good good idea. Yeah. Good idea. So, I mean, where do you where do you go from here? Is I'm, are there other kind of, you know, can this be a television pilot? Can we go from you know the other books, The Case for Grace, and other books that Lee Trouble has written? I mean, we're, yeah, we're talking we're talking about what's next in the Case Four series, uh, and I would be honored to continue working on this series with Lee and with Pureflex that. There, there are four or five more books in that series, and I think there's several in there that would make good movies. And so we're 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 already starting to noodle on that a little bit. Yeah, and this is a shameless plug for me. But you're probably looking for people to do the you know the voiceover for the trailers too, right, Brian? There, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we'll talk later. But so, um, <laughs> so we have like Hacksaw Ridge, right? You have the Case for Christ. These are incredibly well done movies, and. Do you have people or, you know, films that you look at and say were other directors in Hollywood that you kind of get together with? And because, I mean, you're a co-producer of, of just about all your screenwriting that you've done, which right, is very right. smart. Is there an actor in you somewhere? Have you been in some of these films or you, you know, like I'm, being where you I'm are? Happy to, I'm happy to be uh, a, a instigator behind the scenes, <laughs> uh, and behind the camera. I'm not, I'm not, nobody wants to see my ugly bug on, on film. Look, for you to mention this even in the same breath as Hacksaw Ridge, uh, then I could just retire right now. Right? Uh, be, You've earned it, Brian. You've earned it. <laughs> right. Well, we, we always need to be striving to get mm. better at what we do because we're made in the image of the author of the universe. And all the great heart, art and history came out of the church. Right? The church actually patronized it back in the Renaissance. These great painters and sculptors and Fresco and Michelangelo – that all came out of the church. So the church can launch great art if I agree. it has a mind to do it. And we as believers who are made in the image of the author of the universe should get it more than anybody. Uh, I, you know, Instead of Christians making films trying to knock off Hollywood, how mm. about it goes the other way? How about if Hollywood says, wow, we wish we could do that, right? Well, 
we we're supposed to we're supposed to live there. We're supposed to live in that world of you know striving for excellence, not for our own sanctification or glory, but so we can reflect the glory back on the Creator who made us. Um, that's at least my take on it. Yeah, on behalf of everybody who loves Christian films, where you been? Thank you for being here because <laughs> I mean you've been doing this for a long time, but we need more of this. I mean, just what you're saying, I mean, people are really hungry, really hungry. I was talking to my wife, you know, how come there are no good Christian films, that type of thing? The Case for Christ is a great Christian film, and uh, people want this. And, you know, thinking about what you said, you know, with Christianity and the, all the stories and the testimonies, I mean, God is so creative the way he, just look at Lee Strobel, the way he was an agnostic, award-winning journalist, and he, you can only imagine, you know, God is, is the greatest screenwriter of all, you know, how he turned that person's right. light. So there shouldn't be any lack of material, right, for Christians. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, God was God was a writer. God was the first writer, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. The beginning was the Word. So uh, he wrote the world in, 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 into existence, and history or his story is a big narrative through space and time that God is continuing to to craft and we're all characters in that yeah so I I, uh, I think for anybody who's an author or a writer you know we're living in in a very special place because we're made in the image of the first writer of the mm-hmm. original writer amen and we need to you know strive for to strive to do to do justice and and, elo- and eloquence to that that yeah. le- legacy. And just so our audience knows, once again, you know Brian Bird is uh, our special guest. He's a 30-year veteran of the Hollywood film and television business. And Brian's mission as a writer, producer, and media professional is to create high-caliber, life-affirming, uplifting entertainment projects. And a lot of people may or may not know that you partnered with Michael Landon Jr. Uh, believe pictures specializing in life and faith affirming films and television so and there's like i could read uh, there are like pages of material on you you know but <laughs> so but you know when you look at like touched by an angel okay and that that was pretty groundbreaking for its time okay as right. far as all the stories right. why do we have to wait so long it's almost like between you know malachi and the old testament and to the you know where the prophet spoke once again you know and jesus has come uh why do we have to wait so long and all of a sudden that's why I said, you know, where you've been, um, and you've been doing all this kind of work, but why wasn't there more of this touched by an angel type of thing from people, seeing how successful well, I, it was? Yeah, well, you know what? Here, here's the thing. Um, I actually think it, there's been a ton of it, hmm. uh, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But what it hasn't been is Jesus-specific. So what I what I mean what I mean to say by that is that some of the greatest movies of all time have been about redemption stories, have been about resurrection stories. Look at E.T. Hmm. E.T. has a resurrection in it, right? The Matrix has a resurrection <laughs> in it. The resurrection I was watching that last night, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, look, we're wi- the human race is wired for resurrection. We are. C.S. Lewis said that Jesus was the myth that became true. Because there were other myths prior to Jesus that had a res- had resurrection in them. The Epic of Gilgamesh, right, has a resurrection in it, written a thousand years before before Jesus. So the the the, the human race is wired for, it, and they're starved to death for for these kinds of stories. Uh, Star Wars. What do you? If that's not a Christian redemption story at the heart of it, I don't know what is. 
great movies pluck uh, and stories and storytelling <laughs> all throughout time have plucked strings in each of us no matter where we live what what culture we come from what era we come from we all have the same violin strings running through our souls and when you pluck them they reverberate to the same themes no matter where you go forgiveness mm-hmm. resurrection courage nobility uh sacrifice these things are wired into every human being. And we were starved to death for those themes in movies. That's why they show up all the time in movies that would never be, you know, purport to be faith-based films or Christian films. That's because men who are all made, all men are made in the image of the author of the universe, even if they're not, if they don't know it, right? They don't even know mm. it, but they're still made in that image. So if we're wired for those stories, we're all hungry for them. We're all searching for them. And when somebody comes along and plucks it in the right way, it, it stirs us up. It stirs up soul cravings. And so I, I actually think there have been lots of faith-based mm. films that you wouldn't call faith-based films or faith-based stories because they don't, they don't, you know, there's not a Jesus component in them, but I'm, I'm actually okay with that hmm. because I, I feel like films are great pre-evangelism. They're great. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. They stir up cravings, and I and sometimes evangelistic films are neither good evangelism or good films because they become propaganda, and we don't want to do propaganda. We just want to tell honest, authentic stories that stir up soul cravings and get people talking at the water cooler cooler about mm-hmm. that story hang on to your head hang yeah. on to your head folks because we're we're about to get out of cheese land here we're going brian bird is in the house <laughs> brian bird 30 years in hollywood a screenwriter co-producer you know the film the case for christ uh, fantastic and you know i wanted to mention you know, just one last story and i like by the way the way that you kind of directed us to these wonderful stories so there's a reason that hollywood you know really good movies really tug away as you said <laughs> And how it does prepare us to understand that, you know, it's all about God. And so thank you for that. Right. I was going to ask you, just Bible stories alone, when you read the Bible, because I know you're, you know, you're into the Bible a lot. And do you ever feel that, okay, there's a movie right there or that story? And I mean, can you, is that uh, material right there for you or is that too easy? Oh, no, no. There, there's tons of, even if you're not, even if we don't tackle specific stories like Samson or David and Goliath or, you know, uh, the, the, the wall around Jericho. And, you know, some of these stories are unbelievably epic. And many of them have actually been made as big Hollywood movies already, right? Uh, and, and, and they will continue to, be, to me, be made as big epic Hollywood stories. But what I love is the upside-down logic of the gospel. Uh, I love weaving those ideas Jesus's parables and some of those ideas of, of this eternal truth uh, heavenly truth communicated through earthly uh, paradigms weaving those things and those ideas and those truths uh, gospel truths into stories is fantastic especially when you can sneak you can smuggle the cargo in and nobody really sees it coming and then it hits them Hmm. That's the best way. That's the way I love to do it best. Um, be a stay-behind spy in what I'm doing. Yeah. Be, you know, uh, 
uh, sly as a serpent, gentle as a dove, uh, when we're executing those kinds of elements and weaving them into storyline. Well, you know, Brian, now all the cogs in my brain, you know, are kind of moving. I'm thinking about Fantasy Island, Fantasy Island that you wrote on that. I'm thinking, okay, now, now I'm going to have to go back and watch, and maybe there were all these different Bible stories there that I never even thought well, about. It was a morality, it was a morality <laughs> tale every week. It really was. And it was a picture of Paradise. It was a picture of the, of the garden because Mr. Rourke, Ricardo Montalban was able to play God he was able to make things happen and bring event, uh, you know, do miracles and and create opportunity for people to get past their problems in, on that island and it can only happen there, right? So that really was uh, an analog, analogy for the garden that, that show yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking of all these things. Forgive me, you know. Now I'm thinking about like apps that you can have, you know, for the Case for Christ app, where <laughs> where you can kind of, you know, learn historical facts, and it'll take you to this thing, and then it'll it eventually kind of lead like a board game to you must come to Christ. That's it. Anyway, that's just you know my, the way my mind works. But well, we've really learned a Absolutely. lot from you. And if you don't mind, you know, because there are going to be like millions of people uh, uh, watching this film, The Case for Christ, could you pray for not only for Christians and some that might be in this predicament where the husband is saved and the wife is not, or the wife is saved and not the husband, but also for the hearts of people who all around the world need Christ? I would be honored. I'd be honored to do that. Lord, we want to just lift up uh, Michael and his ministry and his podcast and all the people that listen to him but uh, and, and are challenged by his, his words and his, his guests. And uh, want to lift up the case for Christ. Lord, it's, it's, I'm treating this, I'm seeing this as my loaves and fishes at mm. your feet. And now you take the loaves and fishes and you you do the miracle you do the overflow you bring the overflow and fill up those baskets and uh we pray for you to instigate and convict the hearts and the minds of people who need to be in those seats who need to see this film and who need to dig deeper into the evidence for for our faith and lord I just pray that you would uh, you would get believers uh, in those seats so they can have their doubt inoculated uh, by this movie and, and boast, boost their confidence in what they, in what they believe and, and help, help it to help their, them articulate what they believe to their friends. But I pray it would stir up soul cravings in skeptics and believers alike and that you would cause that to lead to conversations, Lord, that it would be that the ultimate cure for everything that ails us in this universe is that cross is that cross and that empty tomb and we just pray that you would uh take that ultimate cure and allow uh us to hand that to each other in mm -hmm. real flesh and blood relationships the movie is just a catalyst for real flesh and blood loving relationships that's where the cure needs to be handed over and we just pray for millions of interactions around the globe uh, and the movie can be uh, an instigator but we want those those relationships to be just activated like sleeper cells and we thank you for everything you've given us in your name 
Amen. Amen. Brian Bird, 30 years in Hollywood as a co-producer and screenwriter for shows like Fantasy Island, Evening Shade, Step by Step, Touched by an Angel, and When Calls the Heart, and of course, the screenwriter for The Case for Christ, the movie about Lee Strobel. You're a passionate man, and we enjoyed every minute of having you on the program. I uh, just want to say God bless you. Thank you, Michael. Right back at you. And, and uh persistence beats resistance so let's go let's go get it again let's go do it some more let's do it